welcome to Ask Me About K-Pop, the essential guide for recent conference and season fans alike. My name is Shannon. And I'm Angelica. And welcome to our KCON 2023 concert recap episode. We have three nights of concerts to try and tell you about. And man, I'm... I'm even more tired than I was a minute ago. I it's know, all, right? I'm just thinking so about much. having to go through like we're literally just going to sit here and talk. But just thinking about reliving, reliving three nights of concerts which put us dead on our feet for like 14 straight hours afterward. We can do this. We can do this. We can do it. Okay. So Friday night concert, as we started to describe in the regular episode, we were in the premiere section, mm-hmm. um, which is like a P2 level. And we were on the like co- near a corner ish of the like, quote unquote, back of the middle stage. Yes. Um, and as is tradition, Alex Reed came out mm-hmm. to start things. Yep. She is always the, or at least she was last year, uh, the pre-show host. So she came out and she introduced our first pre-show performer who was Kevin Wu in his photobomb outfit, yes. a black and white and blue racer jacket with a mesh shirt. Yes. Uh, and he sang his latest song with all of his backup dancers. Um, and then after that, we had a guy. Did you want to say anything else? Oh, I just I wrote down. I believe the song is called Feel So Good. At mm. least that's what he was saying a lot. So great. Uh, yeah, I, I only have like some song title names. Um, but next up, we had a soloist named George, who was a K-pop R&B uh, singer who's been covered by artists like Jun- Jungkook and Joy. Um, and he's done a lot of OSTs. Yeah, I um, knew him because he has a song on the Yumi Seltz 2 OST. Yeah, and I think he was there in partnership with CJ Entertainment, which is like one of the main uh, sponsors of the of KCON. Um, so he was just like a regular dude in a long sleeve tee all alone on the stage um, and sang a song called like uh, Bus. I'm on a bus. I thought he was um, saying I'm on a boat, like yeah. the Lonely Island song, but I Maybe don't know. Maybe it was boat. But anyway, <laughs> very 90s feel, um, very, very smooth. And he did two songs and people seemed to know the second I'm on a bus slash boat one. <laughs> uh, then we had Limelight. This was a three member girl group who came out wearing sailor outfits with four backup dancers. Uh-huh. And their um, sailor outfits even had the little jaunty sailor caps, which I was so excited about. Yeah, they did. And one, I love nautical theming. Yeah, you sure do. Uh, and a girl behind us screamed, every song of theirs is so good. But they only performed one song. Uh, And then we had Eight Turn as another opener. uh, And the girl behind us also knew these guys. This was an eight member group wearing a lot of tank tops and jorts, some Mm -hmm. super long past the knee shorts with high socks. Those were I went to high school. A moment this like whole weekend. So many of the idol boys were wearing like the biggest, longest shorts with like the high white socks yeah like yeah exactly um and i don't know what the name of the song was but i did write down that it had the lyrics super duper and that it was loud i think it's called excel 
great because I was shazamming everything that I could and that's what I wrote down and my only other note for eight turn is that after when they were introducing themselves one of the members who was clearly Australian based on his accent said y'all are crazy as hell aren't ya yeah I have that down too Aussie AF Mm. quotes aren't ya Uh, and then my only other note about the pre-show is that there were just so many Samsung shout outs because oh, yeah. Alex has to finish it by like literally reading ad copy. Um, and it's a very it's a very awkward moment every time. And then we began uh, and we started out with uh, Wavy. Yeah. Wavy came out first, which yeah. was crazy to see them first. And Angelica immediately noticed and screamed, is Win-Win here? Yes. And then we started freaking out because Win-Win was there. And as somebody who asked me when I commented something similar on a wavy TikTok, what do you mean? Has Win-Win been on hiatus? And the answer is like, no, Technically, but he no. like has so many more like jobs in China and mm-hmm. is on TV shows and dramas and doing other things. So Win Win is missing from promotions very often. Yeah. So it was really exciting to see him. Yeah, especially because their last release, Phantom, I think. If I remember correctly, he's in the music video, but he wasn't in any of the music show stages. So we got to see, well, this was later on, but it was very exciting to see him because we haven't actually seen him like live performing with the rest of the group in a while, but they came out and they only did one. They had five members. Kuhn was not there because he recently got into a motorcycle accident, Um, but they came out and we believe they did the poppiest. Yes, they did the song, which we heard for the first time last year performing by 80s and this was the quote official song of KCON mm-hmm. because last year in a similar Kwangya way they were trying to set this motif of KCON exists in a magical land called Papia. Yeah. So they sang the official Papia song and then they went away. Yes. And then we had like a VCR with like FaceTimes from today's lineup, like a little FaceTime video of them being like, are you ready? We'll see you soon. Um, and then we had uh, Jang Won Young from Ives, from Ive come out as our first MC. And she came out from the center of the floor wearing the most beautiful blue halter dress with a little bow on her collar. Um, and she was introduced as like a fourth gen idol Mm -hmm. um and i i thought she was pretty stiff to be completely Mm -hmm. honest um i don't know what it was about like reading off the teleprompter that first day but i thought both her and alex were very stiff and a little awkward throughout all of their uh scripted lines not everyone can be bang chan not everyone can be bang chan that's the (laughs) the real lesson of uh 2023 but anyway our first official uh Real performance performance was Enmix. And we got video member intros. And then they entered through like the staircase, like on this, like, you know, in the crowd, um, in very normal, like mall girl 90s clothes with like baggy pants and striped shirts and like little braids. Um, And I believe their first song was called Party O'Clock. That's what I wrote down. Okay. I was in the bathroom during this. Okay, that great. was my note was that I had to run and go to the bathroom. Great. So I'm going to gamble one. and say the first song that they played was Party O'Clock. And then they introduced themselves and the song, which is why I must have written it down. Um, and they had two English speaking members. And then 
did they do a special stage? Or did I have they just ne- say that next they did? special stage. Okay, I also wrote special but stage. But then my only note is I might have to look this up later. Shazam is not returning results, but they keep saying so incredible. Okay, great. That's all I have. Love it. <laughs> next. My memory, all I wrote was special stage. My memory so... is getting so fuzzy oh, now. My brain is <laughs> oatmeal at this. I'm literally just going off my notes. I got nothing else to give you. And I made my notes so sparse because i was like i'll remember no 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 you won't. okay but then it was gravity's turn then it was gravity uh and i think i went to the restroom because my oh. note says i came back in the first song parentheses groovy yes okay so they did like a dance intro like some kind of instrumental cool dance intro then blackout and then they did groovy which i was dancing so hard through because i really love that song and then after their groovy stage they announced that they will be having a comeback Mm -hmm. on september 11th so everybody seemed really excited about that because that seemed like breaking news yeah um and then they did a song called baddies yeah i have that written down too my only other note says that crop top with mesh under tucked in and long shorts is a cutie patootie. That's all I got. <laughs> so if anybody knows who that is, let me know. Then uh, we cut to Taeyong from NCT was in the audience mm-hmm. um, giving a little speech. And I wrote that he said that he was so lonely and he wanted yes. to see our faces as soon as possible. Yeah, because he was here all by himself. Oh, that's why so he was lonely. Why. Okay, he was yes. like, I'm here all by myself. <laughs> um, and I wrote, good job practicing that English, BB. Good job. Uh, because he definitely, definitely practiced his lines very hard. Um, and they have a note that says the fangirl behind him is holding an NCT light stick with a photo card of Taeyong in her phone. And she was literally hugging herself in tears yes. the entire time he spoke. Then we got wavy for fucking real this time. Yes. That's what my note says filled with typos. And the very first thing they did was the English version of love talk, which every single person in the crowd was singing every single word and it made it me was emotional. so great it was so it was great so it was one of those good. like very incredible like human synergy moments and like i felt so part of everything and i was so happy that i was looking at wavy and that they were hearing us sing because i feel like they are the yeah. most neglected nct unit and it was really nice that they were that they got to hear that they got to hear yeah. everyone sing yeah, their yeah, song yeah. at them and like we know every word like we care if you give us an english song god damn it we'll learn it um and i wrote that yang yang covered coon's lines which was very impressive they like all did a really great job they absolutely killed it and then they played a game called cccv which is uh like control c control v so basically you like the one of the members would come up and be on camera and then the like camera would find someone in the crowd and the person in the crowd needed to do a pose and then the member would copy it Um, but most of the people would just freak out and cover their mouths and laugh so then the members would cover their mouths and like imitate them and there was a fun sweet moment where they did like a two members and two people in the audience and after they finished 10 was like 
those girls, we met them at the fan meet earlier. Yeah, like he, he recognized them, them, which was so cute. Um, and then I have that they did Phantom, which is their latest comeback. And my only note for, I have two notes for Phantom. The first one is so much thigh yang yang because he had rips in his pants that yeah. went up very high. <laughs> and then my last note just says in all caps, sing it, Shao Jun. That's fucking right. <laughs> And that's all I have for Wavy because they only did two songs. Heartbreak emoji. Yeah. Then we had Ive. They appeared from below the stage, uh, three in the middle and then three at the like ends of the runway. Um, and they were wearing denim skirts, white tees, black vests, like deconstructed schoolgirls. I wrote that they looked like me going clubbing in 2009 <laughs> with their little vests Blazers. on. Yes. Um, and I have that the first song they did was called Kitsch, yes. K-I-T-S-H. Um, and then they did, each group would do one song and then talk and introduce themselves and then do, turn around to the yeah, other turn side around of the to stage. Do the other side to do their second one. Um, so they introduced themselves, said it was their first time in LA, and then they turned around to do Love Dive. Which was great. And everybody was really singing the, ooh, yes. part. So like, that was yeah. very fun and shouting the like, Love Dive. Um, yeah, that was good to see live. I love the choreo of that one. And I was oh, glad they were facing too, us for too. that part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, I loved that, that song's choreo. I thought it was so fun. I think it gave it an award. Um, but anyway, then we got a special stage of Baby Don't Stop. Yes. So we had Ten in an unbuttoned, sparkly nip slip top and leather <laughs> pants. And then Taeyong had sparkly pants and a like plainer black button up. And my only note is that they killed it. They did kill it. My note says, wow, so hype. This is the best. Because yeah. I feel like everyone was just absolutely freaking out. Yeah. Um, because obviously this song is like the best. Getting to see it is the best. Mm -hmm. And I also do think that it cannot be discounted like the impact that super M had in their very short oh, time yeah. of existing. Like I feel like there are so many people that are K-pop fans or are fans of the members of super M because of super 100%. And at all the super M stops, they also did baby don't stop. So like, I don't know that just feels like a thing that everybody knows and loves and appreciates mm -hmm. and it was nice to see it again. What a blessing that I've seen Baby Don't Stop twice in my life. Uh, I know. I know it is a blessing and it's good every time. So then we got two in-mix MCs who came out to introduce a Gen Z stage. So it this was, was something that happened each night where I think the premise of the stage was that it was like a fourth or fifth gen group who, so like the group itself was Gen Z and they picked a song that was popular with Gen Z. Yes. Uh, and so I believe it was Nmix who came out and they did the feels. Yes. Mm -hmm. The English version of the feels. And then I have insane typos as I tried to type out Shonu and Hyungwon <laughs> being next. Yeah. <laughs> and they started out with Love Me a Little, and they were wearing like perfect, like very tight leather outfits. Um, and then after Love Me a Little, they played an emojis choreography game where you would see, like, they would project. 
a series of emojis and then the audience and the members would have to guess the title and then if they got it right they had to do some of the choreo uh and if they got three out of five then they would get ending state ending fairy moments after their second song my i thought the funniest part of this because it just felt so very young one and show new of them to do this is that most of the groups had like a script and if they didn't have English speaking members to deliver the script in English they had like specific Korean to read and then it was subtitled Subtitled, on the screen which was almost impossible to read in every instance because it was not they were white and they weren't in the back back shadowed in any way but Shonu and Hyungwon started out by like doing a couple of their practiced English lines like introducing the game and then they just fully gave up and were speaking whole long paragraphs in Korean. It was not subtitled because it was not in the script. They were just like, no, nah, I'm not doing that. Because at one point, <laughs> Hyungwon looked at, he was do, he was delivering his like, we are so happy to be here at KCON. And then it, the teleprompter went on and he just went, oh, it's so long. And then didn't fucking read it. It was just like, I'm not saying none of that. Like, sorry for that or good for you, but I'm not reading but that. But I'm not reading that. <laughs> But I did write down that they the emojis they the did were alcohol free, hot seventeen, tomboy, and then one of the emojis was just a vibrating phone. And Hyungwon said, "Oh, oh, it's Shonu's chest." And then they did shootout. Yeah. And then the last one was after like. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they did a two member version of who do you love and when they said that they were doing that we just started screaming and i said what year is it yeah because the last time we saw them do who do you love there were seven members of monster x yeah and my only notes i have two notes for Mm -hmm. who do you love and they are number one goodbye i have perished and ascended number two shonu you are so fine period There's a period at the end of that sentence. Um, yeah, that was really great. Um, I thought it was really cool just to hear like Shonu basically like sing almost the entire song. Mm-hmm. And I feel like Who Do You Love is a really honey heavy song. It is. And so it was just like very interesting to hear a different voice like sing the song. But my only gripe is that Who Do You Love minus the French Montana verse is a famously short song. Yes. So, like, that was my only sad. I was was like, you picked, like, the shortest song possible. I know. And they put out a whole EP. They could have done just, like, a B-side off of their own EP. And I was surprised because KCON had posted, like, teasers on the Instagram of, like, special stages and things that people were doing. And the, like, teased thing for Shonu and Hyungwon was that they were going to do Wildfire. Oh, And they didn't do Wildfire. That's right. I remember you saying that. Yeah. Hmm. So I was so shocked when they said, who do you love? Because I was expecting wildfire. Interesting. Interesting. But I feel like they generally kept it moving in uh, the first concert. Because like we've said, like everybody so far has done only two songs. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then after Shonu and Hyungwon, we had uh, some more Ives come out as the MCs, like in the audience. Um, and they introduced a quote, legendary performer with hit songs. And the screens had like come down in order to do like a big reveal right. of someone coming up from the middle. And this was Taeyong. Wait, I have something to say about this Ive part. Oh, okay. So 
they not only said someone was coming up, but they teased that they would be doing the dream stage soon. Mm. But the funniest part of this, and it has like kind of blown up on TikTok and people found the guy, is when they were talking, there was a guy behind them in the audience making the funniest faces like he was just like so shocked and every time they would like do a close-up and he would like make a crazier face the whole audience was like laughing so like the girls were going through their script and they seemed kind of confused because everyone was laughing at the guy behind him but people found the guy and then he was like yep that was me um (laughs) but i that there were a lot of very funny every time every night that there were idols in the audience somebody behind them was stealing all the attention by making very funny faces okay Taeyong Taeyong so he was hiding inside the screens and when they lifted up he was wearing a Chanel jacket with again long glittery black shorts and high wicked witch of the east socks because I, they were horizontal black and white stripes I wrote that they were leggings but I think they that saw I wrote shorts over leggings but I guess they were high socks yeah, or that the socks. shorts were because the shorts were so long they were like capris or, or like um uh gauchos yes uh and then and he just had like a white tank top and he did shalala um and he had co-ed backup dancers that were all wearing shorts a tie and like a button up and a hat um and i thought that was fun that like all the dancers were wearing the same thing um and then he did a second song that he said was for if you're feeling down and i didn't write down the title it of it's called guando great um but it was pretty cute i liked it i liked the second one yeah um, and Taeyong's hair was dyed very interestingly, I thought. He oh, has yeah. like a sort of mullet right now. Mm-hmm. And the like top bowl part of it is blue. But the mullet tail is pink. Yeah, it's pretty. <laughs> I like it. Very cotton candy. And next it was the dream stage. Yes, the dream stage with Ive. So we talked about this last year. This is where fans compete uh, each day of the convention to participate in the dream stage that evening where a group will come out and they sing and perform one of their songs. And then a huge group of like 40 fans Mm -hmm. come out and they mostly they dance like the chorus. They usually come out for like the second chorus and then they dance like the bridge and the end Mm -hmm. um of the so there is like a part where like the all of the fans like they either leave the stage or they just stand there through a verse (laughs) and then they rejoin um but so this was uh i've and they did the what is that song i am stage okay and we had it stuck in our head for the next two days yes i'm sure you heard in the clip in the last week episode when we were walking around trying to talk to people we were just going big big stage Uh, but yeah, the fans like joined in for court for the chorus. They filled it. They filled up the whole stage, which was really cool. Yeah, they like all they like line the whole thing and face mm-hmm. outward, so it like yeah. makes a really big thing. And then all the fans, then they do like ending fairies of like mm-hmm. four or five of the fans. I'm like, I don't know. These always make me. I wrote it on one of the other nights, but the dream stages make me weirdly emotional, just because I think it's like such a cool, like a cool, unforgettable like memory and opportunity, and it's like. So something you can tell your grandkids that you did and like just the amount like not only that you're there with your favorite idols but like the size of the crypto arena and like an audience that big and like i don't know it's just like such a crazy wild thing and i can't imagine what it feels like but it makes me emotional to watch it same me too especially because the fans go so hard on yeah. the stage like everything i always watch just the fans during those yeah 
And it's so fun. Like every single person is killing it. Um, and I know it's competition. So like they had to be good, but like everything, their face, their attitude, their outfits, like they really come hard on that dream stage. And it's so fun. Um, but then it was time for the last act of the night. I don't have any more notes. I was not going to be on my phone. I, I every only moment. took notes at the end, okay. like afterward. And so I'm just going to tell you what my notes are and then we can like talk about okay. it. Okay. So the point is he did three songs. Timmy came out from the middle. He did advice, criminal and move after advice, he did like a little mini talk where he tried to read some English lines, but my note says he did not s- stick to the script. Mm-hmm. He was wearing a black and white suit with like a harnessy vest piece with a monk collar that he took off during move. Mm-hmm. So like eventually he was like, he was not wearing a jacket anymore. Uh, and then my only other note says angel perfection. Why only three songs? So Timmy came out. Taming came out and I was determined this time because the last time I saw Taming by himself at the Super M concert, I lost all of my function and I was just crying on the ground because I couldn't believe it was happening. So I was like, girl, stay here. Like, just take it in. Um, but we... So we both had our shouting stars, which was so exciting. I've only the only other time I've had a light stick at a concert was at Super M because even though I think it's totally fine when people take other groups light sticks to other concerts like, hey, you paid for it, do it. I I couldn't mm-hmm. do it. So I've never got this is the second time I've ever gotten to use my light stick. So it was fun in the other rest of the concert, like waving it. But then Taming came out and at first we just grabbed each other and we're just holding each other like for the whole beginning of advice like oh my god just trying to take it in and then for the next two songs I just was holding my light stick like under my chin Mm -hmm. like tight in a ball I didn't scream I didn't hoot I didn't make a sound I just existed and tried to stay conscious and take it all in yeah we were (laughs) it was so funny too because like during shonu and hyungwon and like even during taeyong we were like standing and dancing and hooting and hollering and screaming and then i just like almost had like an out-of-body experience where i was like it must be really funny to like be behind us because we just went completely still and like the power had been turned off Uh and we just like frozen watched in awe throughout every second of his performance and it was incredible it was so good it was obviously perfect he's the best yeah and it was so cool to see him and i loved it and i just felt so lucky to be there Mm -hmm. and i like and the, the thing I loved was in his little talk, he said, instead of saying, like, I've really missed you, he said, Shiny has really missed you. And I really appreciated him yes. speaking for everyone that way. <sighs> and it was so good. And it was really interesting that the, you know, the light stick were different every night. But mm-hmm. that first night was really, it was a different vibe because... of people had either NCT or shiny light sticks. Mm -hmm. So the whole thing was like 
green. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it was fun because <laughs> it was like the first night was green, the second night was white, and the third night was red. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was like very fun. Um, but yeah, people had like a mix of NCT and specifically wavy, and then of course the shouting stars. So it was a very like SM. I mean, it was an SM heavy lineup, and then it was like obviously an SM heavy like crowd as well. Yeah, I feel like so um, many people just based on conversations I overheard in line all day and what I saw that there were a ton of people who were only there mm-hmm. on Friday to see Taming. Yeah, and then they like didn't come for the rest <laughs> of the convention, which is fair. And I don't blame any um, of them. <laughs> yeah, you were here for Taming, and he delivered. Uh, and then the they every year at the end, like you know, Taming just like does his like thank you goodbye, and then instead of leaving, like everybody comes back out. And Taeyong was one of the first people to like come back on the stage because he performed right before Taming, um, and I noticed that he like immediately came out and he was holding like two selfie stick cameras and he like gave one to Timine and then Timine immediately passed it off to somebody else was just like no I don't want this and then he on his own just like went to each corner of the stage and gave like a beautiful like graceful little bow and then just like waved like so demurely Mm -hmm. to like everyone in the crowd and we were laughing afterward about like what a different vibe and persona he has whenever because he was the most senior artist of that evening and then obviously he was like the finale and so like when he is in senior mode he's just such a different to me than when he's with his members and he's the maknae so it was just so funny to see him being like professional mature like yeah. idol to mean instead of our little baby cheese um, um but it was great fun things that i saw afterward that i didn't see with my own eyes what i saw on social media afterward was a that during move all of the artists who were coming out for the finale were in the pit like mm-hmm. waiting yeah and they were all just like watching him in awe i think like it was either Taeyong or a fan who was nearby like videotaped all of them just like Cute. being amazed um, and then I also saw a video where Taemin was trying to leave the stage so many times <laughs> because that is something that he is famous for. Yeah. He does not like encore stages. No. He wants to get the fuck off. And so somebody got a video of he would make the loop and start to walk down the stairs and somebody would be like, no. And then he'd like go make another loop. He tried to leave so many times and they wouldn't let him leave until the like whole thing was over Um, and then there was another very sweet moment he just wants to leave he just wants to leave we do the same thing yeah um that alan from gravity is a very big fan of taming so i saw a really sweet video where he was very respectfully trying so hard to like get his attention so he could say hi to him but he didn't like really want to so he was just kind of shadowing him like six feet behind walking around the stage like trying to wave to fans but mostly keeping his eyes on Tammy and like can I get close to him can I get close to him and then when they finally all lined up for like one last bow his members like pushed him like right next to Taming. And then as soon as Taming sort of looked next to him, he said he folded his arms over his chest and he said, I'm a really big fan of yours. It's so nice to meet you. And like Taming just went, oh yeah, sure. Thank you. And like, oh my God, you could just see on his little face that it was the greatest moment of his entire life. <laughs> sweet baby. I love moments like that. That's so sweet. I love it. I love it. So that was Friday. That was day one. 
All right. All right. Day two started again with Alex Reed, this time in a much bigger dress. Uh, and she introduced the Berkeley College Dance Performance Team, which uh, performed last year as well. Um, and they came out and did like a very cool dance medley where this is it was not the same performance they did last year, like a different medley, but the same kind of medley in that. They are, they have like this like remix of like four or five different K-pop songs. Oh, it was songs. like 12 different K-pop yeah, yeah, songs. Yeah, yeah, It's a whole bunch. It's and so they, many. And they do not do the original choreography. Like they're doing their own like modern dance to it. Um, but it's very cool. But like, they also, like it was a real upsetting moment was one of the parts of their remix is that they started doing Big bang, 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 bang. And they literally cut the song off right before the bang, bang, bang. And everybody Everybody. had been singing along. Like everybody was. And then we all did like a collective like inhale (gasps) in order to do bang, bang, bang. Mm. And the song cut to something else. And our entire section went, aww. Mm. Because just for reference, we were sitting basically two sections to the right than we were the night before. And Mm -hmm. we were sitting in like three rows of only press people. Yeah. So we were just kind of in a fun little press box gang. Um, But yeah, so a bunch of different like different songs from you know tomboy to happiness black mamba that that bang 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 like they do kind of like the whole spectrum of but they're doing like fancy newer. like leaps and yeah, like, yeah yeah you know and like, like dancing, dancing dancing for sure they're very impressive so many of them make great face like oh yeah they're very they're good. good they're very good um and then we had very very whom alex introduced as very <laughs> She dropped one of the varies. Yes. Um, but we noted that like a little while ago we saw them. I thought as, it was wild. In 2019, yeah. they were on the real lineup mm-hmm. as and part now, of the concert. And now they've been like downgraded to yeah, open to pre-show, which was interesting. Um, and they only had five members on the stage. Um, and I wrote that they were wearing like black and white with like chains and leather and mesh. And there was a lot of Korean in their talk that went untranslated and no subtitles. And yeah. they only performed one song. Uh, then we had crack. She come out for the, um, next opener and they had four members in like white crop top hoodies, um, with like, I wrote bad shorts, but I don't think that's what I meant. Um, maybe (laughs) big shorts. I don't know. Uh, lots of backup dancers. And they also did only one, uh, one song, but I did note that they had a very cute intro where one of the members was like, you might've seen us and thought, Oh, who is that? They're good. <laughs> We're crutchy. And it was like very adorable. Then this night had the classic Asiana Airlines vacation giveaway. And every year, this is the most awkward thing ever. And this mm-hmm. was no exception because they like bring out the Asiana like CEO to hand the person like a giant envelope and like take a picture. And it's always just like. Yeah so goofy and every time at the end alex just has to be like okay bye <laughs> and we get them to leave and it's very silly um but the next thing i have is xg yeah opening vcr and then xg came out
out to do I Am The Best yeah. by 21. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they did a 21 cover and definitely put their own spin on it, which I thought was fun. It wasn't just uh, a dance cover. I felt like they they like put their own. They did it themselves. Um, they were wearing these like baggy pants that had like skeleton legs mm-hmm. printed on them and these like neon green tops. Um, and I think after I'm The Best, they did like a dance cover. I just have have. XG, I am the best, and then Zykers came out. Okay, great. So then Zykers came out immediately with no transition, and they did a cover of BTS Fire. And I saw that, I think, like... Like on the screen, they did a... It said, like, back to basics. So I think that this was, like, an opening segment where they didn't, like... None of the mem- none of the groups stopped and introduced themselves. Yeah, it was it just was like just a rapid like fire XG pre-show. Came out and then Zykers came out and then Eighties came out again with no transition, um, and they did Wonderland, so which we saw I, them do last year as well. Because yeah. of the so- like I remembered the swords and the bows and arrows mm-hmm. and like all of that stuff. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and again, like no intro, no meant, just in and out. And then we got the. Uh, VCR of the FaceTimes from tonight's lineup and our MC for this second night was Rain who came out wearing like a tank top and a cummerbund and like a matador jacket with a little pop pocket square and my very first note says reading off the teleprompter is hard because he was also a little stiff and yeah I will say that he really was struggling with all of the English and I we said like I thought Rain was better at English and maybe he was when he was making Hollywood movies 15 years ago and he's probably out of practice yeah it seemed like it (laughs) it seemed like it um but he said he talked something about how about like the past present and future of k-pop and then mentioned that the gen z performance later would be highlighting girl groups um and so then we had our first performance of the evening which was i and i um they were wearing like denim white and brown uh and i had a note that one of them was wearing a baseball cap and during their first song he almost knocked it off of his head and i felt so validated because i often do that whenever i have to dance with a baseball cap um yeah shazam couldn't find this song but they did say that it was a korean version of like one of their newer songs Mm -hmm. and uh i guess i'll just like take this opportunity now to like discuss this because it felt very like prescient to what we had just been talking about on the show which is that there are multiple groups in this night's lineup that are not korean groups Mm -hmm. that are like making k-pop and we didn't talk about them specifically in our is it k-pop without the k episode and i don't know why we skipped them i forgot but i think because we just grabbed a list of 10 people okay that's that's why we were just like let's just keep it as these and these groups are a little bit newer like i I mean we saw i and i last year they're still newer than the sure, other sure, sure. groups that we talked about. I mean, that statement was not false. Um, they're still they're still newer than the groups we talked about in that in that uh, episode or whatever. But um, yeah, like I and I and XG and Jo One are groups that have I think entirely Japanese, yeah. uh, like not casts but members, members and companies um, and like yeah. But they do sing and speak. I mean, not XG. They do everything in English, but 
I and I does their songs in Korean and we mm-hmm. saw a VCR of them later where they were like playing a goofy game and they were all speaking Korean in the yeah. thing. So like they clearly have like learned it mm-hmm. and like they don't I mean they make songs in Japanese but I don't know. It's just like an interesting thing that I still don't know what to what to make of it. Yeah. So I don't know why I brought that up. I my brain is too dead to try to have no, an intelligent it's okay. point. No, it's okay. But it is interesting that like yeah, it's almost just like I guess it's kind of the idea of like K-pop groups like TVXQ going to Japan and making like J-pop. Right. And then now we're having like, they're not necessarily, it's a little different because they're not J-pop groups that are then coming to Korea and making like K-pop style music, but it's like Japanese groups that are making K-pop specifically. Um, So there is, and there always has been a lot of crossover between um, the Japanese and Korean music markets. Um, So I feel like of all the countries to like send full groups, it kind of makes sense sure. that it would be Japan. Um, but yeah, worth mentioning. I and I is a group where they're fully Japanese. I also um, thought that the song that Shazam couldn't find, I thought it was really fun. I definitely mm-hmm. wrote down that I thought the thought that the song was fun and they were like dancing so hard and they had one member yeah. who was like blonde and wearing like one glove and like a tank top and like something about his face when it was moving fast i was like does he look like kwan room from one us when they showed him still he didn't but like i thought he did for a second but he had like very like dawn vibes in the way that he danced Mm. like lots of whipping his head around and like dancing really hard (laughs) and like yeah they were like bringing it they Mm -hmm. like bring it very very much yeah and they did a second song they did a b-side that was called drop and they said it was their first time performing it and that was also very fun to watch like super wild choreo um it was a good time and then we had Kepler with no introduction. They just popped up from the center of the stage and they were wearing black and white, like pinstripe Lukes. They looked so grown up. I wrote they look so pretty. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, uh, what was their first song? Giddy. Giddy was their first song. And then they went and they greeted both sides of the stage and they could not believe how high up the seats went, um, but they were very excited to be back. And then they did Back to the City, and it was so cute and so good that I started tearing up at the end because I, that song is just, I don't know. There's just, like, something about that song that, like, (laughs) gets to me. And, like, I don't know. They just looked so pretty and cute, and they were nailing it so hard. Yeah, and that one was a little more, like, fan service-y where they would just, like, kind of like an encore stage, like, go to the edges and, like, sing at the crowd. And then they would do, like, sometimes, like, just the chorus choreo or something. Um, And then after Kepler, we had three zero-based ones come out as the MCs, and everybody lost their minds. There was a girl behind us I wrote down that I was worried that she was going to, like, pop blood vessels in her eyes because the way that she was screaming was, like, a level that like felt like scary and unhealthy yes. yeah 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 a thousand percent it was not like a woo it was a like i don't Unhinged know it was wail. wild yeah, yeah, yeah. guttural scream uh and they introduced xg um who we had not yet seen at the right. KCON stage so this was our first time seeing xg um they came out at the beginning with that to anyone cover and then now they were here with these like red white and black like checkered racing outfits and so many backup dancers i wrote that there was like a whole crowd on stage 
And their first song was a pre-release called TGIF. Um, and my note says that they have incredible stage presence, like in- excellent faces at all times. Like they knew how to be on at every single second of that stage, whether they were in the center or having lines or not, they were performing and it was great my note is that they are extremely cool Mm -hmm. Uh, that was like the one thing i took away from it is like i don't i don't particularly like love all of their music that i've heard i think left right is really good but that's kind of the only one that's like my vibe but like and they did not perform that fucking cool yeah they're very cool they're very cool like they're cool and my other note is sorry for not covering them in ep 256 because there was a lot about that in the discord and like i'm sorry but it was presented to me when i learned that xg was a thing like i saw somebody being like they're not really k-pop they're japanese and they sing in english and i was like well there you go I literally (laughs) never saw anything about that. And like the only thing I'd seen from them was left, right. And I thought they were Korean. Like I didn't, I didn't know they weren't, they they were K-pop question mark. I had literally no no idea. idea. But either way, Um, they were slaying. Yeah. They impressed the shit out of me. But they only did two songs. uh, Cause like I said, in the convention episode, they were originally just supposed to be on the convention floor on Sunday. So then they came out on this Saturday night to cover for 50, 50 and they just did two songs, uh, whatever the first one was. And then they did, yeah, TGIF. And then they did the one that they do with chairs. It's called girl gang. There we go. Uh, so that's what they performed. And then we had Zykers, who originally I thought they were going to appear out of the middle because the screens came down and then like two of the rappers just appeared in the audience instead. Um, and then the like other five members were just on stage, like waiting for the rappers to finish and join them. Um, but it was just an introduction like song. It wasn't a full track. Um yeah, my only note is that there is a member of Zykers that has the smallest voice I think I've ever oh, yeah. heard. Like G-Dragon on Helium. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. Was His like, voice was Whoa. tiny. It was shocking. It was shocking. Um, but the first song they did, my note says that it was both melodic and very heavy bass. And I think the main line of the chorus was We're Flying. That's what I wrote down. Um, And then the second song they sang was called Do or Die because they introduced it. Um, And yeah, it was very loud. I just, my only note was that I felt like I couldn't get a grasp on the Zyker songs. And I don't know if it was just that the bass is so loud or Mm -hmm. if their music is like odd and and mixy and that like the genre switches four times. But like, I just felt like I could never just like get a grasp on like what was happening like Mm -hmm. what was the beat and what was the melody like I just felt like kind of confused by all of the Zykers songs yeah the bass was really loud and they had a ton of fans in the audience like they were very loud um so even just being able to make out the songs over the screaming was a challenge and I feel like my auditory processing isn't good enough to be able to like pick out what was happening in a song I'd never heard before over 
those kinds of acoustics. So that was Zykers. And then we had two ATs come out Hong to June be, yeah, and, and Mingi. I wrote that down. Um, and they were the MCs like in the stairwell. Uh, and they introduced Zero Base One. Um, and my only note says the inflection of some of these English lines make them indecipherable to me. <laughs> so I didn't really know what they were saying. But Z- Zero Base One comes out and everybody loses it. I wrote, I have never heard screaming like this at KCON. Like, it was unbelievably overwhelming, the reaction to Zero Base One. Mm-hmm. And I know that people watched Boys Planet and, like, were ex- excited by them. But, like, I was kind of shocked by how strong the reaction was to a group that debuted a month ago. Mm-hmm. And again, I know people get attached to people on survival shows. And so people might feel a stronger sense of attachment to them. But like, I don't, I found it deeply overwhelming just how much everyone was freaking out. Yeah, it was, it was shocking. And they, I have a note that says they got an actual like VCR really long VCR Mm -hmm. intro and then an instrumental opening where each member got like a full 20 second close up. Like they were milking this. And I know that's probably because they are an Mnet temporary group and this is an Mnet show Mm -hmm. and they were like making it all about them. They got to get their money's worth in the two and a half years they have these guys. Yeah. But like it was a whole, it was so much more attention than anyone else got at any point of the rest of the weekend. Yeah, it was really interesting. Um, And so they came out wearing like black and white suits with a lot of like jacket variations and they had bedazzled stripes and also numbers just like EXO, like random numbers like 91, 01, (laughs) 10, 88, whatever. Um, And the first song, I only wrote that they said all because of you a lot. It's called In Bloom. Okay, great. And I, I wrote that it's very nice. I actually really like it (laughs) my note for this which was right when when they were in their opening positions they like had the camera on them and like they were all trying to keep like very serious faces and then as soon as the lights came up and everyone started like ape shit going crazy the member who was getting a close-up like couldn't hold his serious face like he started to kind of like smile and I thought that that was a really cute moment um but yeah the other thing that was really wild was I mean after the song then they introduced themselves one by one yeah which nobody Mm -hmm. had done at any point in any of the concerts yeah they introduced every single member which I wonder if they were like told to do that sure and but the other thing that was strange which I guess is a survival groupy thing but even though everybody was really, really, really screaming for Zero Base One, there were, like, only three members who, like, really got the screams. Like, mm-hmm. as they went individually, like, you could really tell yeah, who which was one popular. of these are the popular ones. Yeah. And, like, that was also just like jarring yeah that was a little strange um but they did do the emoji dance game um and so they their emojis were uh super shy the s class um that that beatbox that new jungkook song and oh and that uh, part was funny because when they played the seven clip they played the explicit fucking version 
Mm-hmm. Um, and and they, it was the last line that, of the clip that played. And so then the little member who had to like do the little like rehearsed lines after that seemed like he couldn't regain his composure. Like he was uh, like shocked by it. And that was also kind of funny. Yeah, it was funny. And then the second song they played was called New Kids on the Block. Uh, and my note just says, oh, no, they're cute. This is cute. It was cute. I thought that they were like very good. Yeah. I get that's the that that's the exciting thing about uh, a temporary, a temporary com- uh, survival show group is that all of these people competed very hard and therefore they are the best ones. Mm-hmm. So it makes for a very strong group. And they were strong and they were good and their music yeah. is cute. And then when they left the stage on the screen, there was this little like animation of a slot machine in a like snowy uh, wilderness and then it like ching 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 like mm-hmm. did the little slot machine thing and then it said like coming soon um november album called our winter yes and everyone was freaking out and then i looked at twitter 10 minutes later and it was all over all the new sites like that they had announced so i think we literally were the first yeah, people the first to see people to the announcement of this winter album that's coming out so then we had our gen z special stage which was introduced through like vcr by kepler um and in the uh in the vcr we saw them doing like different girls generation covers first they went like around different places in seoul it was like kepler's soul vacation tips Mm -hmm. and they went to different places but it was really my note was that this video is really hard to watch because the subtitles were incredibly tiny yeah like even though they were on a jumbotron they were so Mm -hmm. small i don't know how anybody could have read them no i certainly couldn't they were impossible um and they did the like into the new world mr mr and g where like a couple members would like go to different places and then like do a little cover dance like of that song and it was like which one will you pick mm-hmm. or so i guess people maybe yeah, voted maybe or people kepler voted. picked i don't know the subtitles were too small yeah so we don't know how it how it actually works but then they came out in like full pants matching suits uh and red soled pumps and they did mr mr and yeah those stilettos were so so high like yes. not only high heel but that the bottom of the toe part also had a big chunky platform so mm-hmm. like they were big old heels big shoes big shoes and then after kepler was after this gen z stage was rain okay now we're going to stop this is the biggest part that needs to be like fully actually addressed before we finish the concert recap. Because this is the thing that everybody wants to know about. I've gotten DMs about it. It's a whole thing that's happening. And you can have whatever opinion you want, but I will not be gaslit about something that I saw with my own eyes. So to begin, a couple of weeks ago, somebody on Twitter who is not a Cypher fan and was like a Blackpink stan that just wanted to start some drama, told everybody that they needed to Black Ocean Rain at KCON because Rain's newest, latest boy group, Cypher, a couple of the members recently left. And then Rain said something pretty insensitive about how he should have just bought property instead of trying to make another boy group because they're bad investments. And he shouldn't have said that. That's like kind of not Mm -hmm. a nice thing to say. 
But anyway, so then there was all this talk of like, are people going to Black Ocean Rain at KCON? And I was like, I don't believe it. Black Oceans take way too much organization and dedication that like, there's no way they're going to be able to pull this off. So I was watching very, very, very carefully when he came out to see if like light sticks would go off. And like, I did not see that. Like, it did not seem like light sticks went off in mass. There was a chunk of the pit that went off, which we saw later because there was a boy at the front of the pit screaming at everyone, turn off your fucking light sticks. So, like, I think people got threatened into doing it. Mm. <sighs> anyway, um, but I did not observe any kind of mass protest from my perspective. Like, we were sitting in the middle. I could see everybody. Everybody was, he did rainism first and everyone was singing it. Yep, absolutely. There are, here, listen. Um, yeah, it was, It it's frustrating only in the sense that you're seeing people like, you know, our own experience and journalists like Tamar Herman who are like posting like, oh, look, like it wasn't a black ocean. Like it seemed to be, you know, that the people who were sitting down during his set or like not paying attention were ones who didn't know who he was. And like that was the biggest cause of anything. But like the LED lights of the state of like the screens were darker and like they, it was like cast in like blue as opposed to Kepler's, which had like pink, bright lights. pink everywhere. So and it was very bright yeah, in there. But it definitely wasn't a like concerted effort to boo him. And like, if there was a concerted effort, it only affected, you know, the 20 surrounding people of the person who was making that effort. It definitely didn't, sweep the stadium and it definitely wasn't a black ocean um so please use words correctly because words have meaning um and that is not something that has happened in many many years and i bet you the majority of people at that stadium don't even know what a black ocean is because they've only been listening to k-pop for two freaking years yeah and people being like, but people were sitting down. People were sitting down and leaving during 80s. Like, yeah, what is like, that? Doesn't that doesn't mean, mean anything. anything. Like, yeah, no, people sat down through a huge chunk of that concert. And like, I think that the biggest, and I, I noticed this uh, when I was like reading through, is that one thing that KCON used to do is that they used to give a lot of complimentary tickets out to the K-Town community, which Mm. is something they no longer do. Because one thing that KCON used to do, similar to like the Hollywood Bowl KMF performances, is that they would bring old school acts like Rain or Turbo or, you know, who else have we seen? Like a dynamic duo or violin guy once. Yeah. All of these like older kind of random artists that the K-Town community would be big fans of and that they would like stand up and cheer for and get that recognition. But now it's all about selling the tickets um, to as many people as possible. And so having these older artists that are still there, it kind of gets to be like, oh, who's that guy kind of thing. Sure. Um, Or like when there was, well, I guess that's the next night where they did a BOA cover and people were like, what song is this? Um, But yeah, it's just like a... 
K-pop is growing and artists that are hugely influential like Rain don't have that same name recognition that they used to. And that's what you're seeing at the shows. I just, yeah, I just am really, I'm just really bummed out. I just really don't like baseless hate trains. I just think that it really sucks. Like, is Rain a good CEO? Is he good at managing boy groups? Doesn't no, seem we've like seen like he's not really that good at it. Maybe he's really finally learned his lesson and he won't try it again. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think that that is a good excuse to be like really fucking mean to people. Like I saw a TikTok yesterday that really, really hurt my feelings where it was like a girl was documenting that her grandmother and all of her friends had come to KCON to see rain. And the video was about how excited all of these grannies were to see rain. And all of the comments were literally like, fuck your grandma. Wow. And being so fucking mean about it. And then I saw another video of a girl being like, I sincerely apologize for dancing during the rain set. I didn't know that we all hate him now. And I was like, if you don't hate him, you then don't, you don't yeah, hate him. Like we don't have don't to like just collectively hate people. Into hating. Yeah. And I don't believe that most of the people that are carrying out this hate campaign give a single fuck about Cypher. Because if all the people that were saying Black Ocean Rain had bought a Cypher album, maybe we wouldn't be in this place in the first place. Or, you know, if they even mentioned cypher's name in any of their complaints like that might you know i might believe you might actually yeah (laughs) it's just like it's very obvious that you don't actually care about the group he so he screwed over because not a person is talking about the group themselves (laughs) they're just saying oh he sucks whatever anyway people all of that believe just, what they want yeah, to believe. People will believe what they want to believe but, but you heard it here from two people who were there nobody black ocean yeah anybody there was absolutely not a black ocean i have lots of videos and i can compare side by side there were the same amount of light sticks on as there were for other stages because also kcon is a thing where only a few people even have light sticks in the first place. It's mm-hmm. not like a Korean concert where like Every you better show up with one or don't even stick. be here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, so it doesn't, you, you can't tell if people have them on or not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. Totally. It's not this, the ocean part is missing in the first place right, to yeah. black in it. Because you don't the- have that many people. It's so true. But it's anyway. So Let's talk about Rain because I, for one, was I was not there to see failed CEO Rain. I was there to see Legend of K-pop Rain, a thousand percent. <laughs> and when he came out at the beginning of the show in his little MC outfit, I waited until it got very quiet, and then I shouted with all of my lungs, "Take your shirt off!" <laughs> and the two people sitting in front of us like turned around and laughed at me, and I was like, "I don't care. I know who he is." And then during his show, he came out with baggy pants and a big jean jacket and no shirt on because I know who he is. So they did, he did Rainism, The Message, and La La La. Those are the three songs. Domestic. Oh, I'm sorry. Thank you. I heard it as The Message, but it was Rainism, Domestic, and La La La. Or The Law Song. Law Song yeah. or whatever. Whatever. Um, which, yeah, it was he... I mean, he looks incredible. Yeah. He looks incredible. You kept shouting and other people were tweeting like, that man is a father. Yeah. I also shouted, (laughs) that man is 40. 
because during domestic he actually took he the took jacket the shirt off. all it took the jacket all yeah. the way off and then the Great. two people who had laughed at me before turned around and were like you got your wish and i was like i know i fucking did because it's fucking rain and the last time we saw Rain, he wore one of those dumb bulletproof vests the whole time. Yeah, and so he did not take his shirt it off. It was great to see the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then after he took this his shirt off, between songs, he said, oh, I'm half naked up here. And we were like, stay naked. But he put the jacket back on. Eventually. He didn't need to. He did not need to. I mean, Rain, come on. That's what you do. Um, and yeah, he tried before La Song, he tried to teach the whole audience the la, 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 so that everyone would sing it. Um, and they did, and it was yeah, fun. And they did. And they did. Everybody did it the was call not and response. Silent part. or booing. Everyone was having yeah. a good time. Yeah. Or the everyone people who wanted fun. to have a good time were having a good time. Yes. Yeah. And I would say that the majority of the people there wanted to have a good time. Um, I personally wish that he had, and we talked about this with a lot of people in the press room, like everybody wished that he had done different songs. Yes. Like Rainism was obviously, he had to do Rainism, mm-hmm. but like the other two, like fine. But like, why didn't he do love song or it's raining or even that gang, 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 gang song mm-hmm. or, or 30, 30 sexy, sexy or yeah. like something. I feel like everyone would have got like stayed so much more hype if he had done like way more well-known songs. But I also wonder if he's one of those people who's like, I sing those songs too much. I mean, but he I did rainism. So like that, I don't know. I just thought domestic was an odd choice. I feel like the law song fits because it had like an LA theme yeah. to it anyway. Um, but yeah, the second one was just odd. But I did joke with a, one of the photographers who was like, why didn't we get love song? I was like, because you have to be wearing a shirt in order to do love song. And he right. wasn't doing that. So that's true. You can't you can't do love song without the shirt to put over your head to body roll sadly onto the floor. Yeah. So we couldn't have gotten that. <laughs> but, you know, other options. He's got a wide discography. But anyway, after Rain, we had Zero Base One Dream Stage. Yes. Uh so the a couple of the members of Zero Base One came out to introduce it. Um, they were wearing like different bedazzled jackets with like military print style. Um, and my only notes is that one of the fans served their ending fairy and they were very cute. And I saw them outside of the concert at the end of the show. Yes. And was like, you were killing it. Because um, he was wearing like a like pink Where's Waldo it outfit. It was a pink Where's it Waldo really outfit. Cute. It was really, really cute. And he like ate that stage. Um, but then after the dream stage, did you have anything else for the dream no, stage? No, just my note is just that these make me emotional, but yeah. I already said that. Uh, so <laughs> then we had 80s and they came up from the center of the stage under the screens. They were wearing denim, black and white looks with like bedazzled jackets in all different styles. Um, and at first they just did like a musical intro like you would do at a stadium concert where you just like pop up from the floor and look dramatic and then they did bouncy um oh i think no they did a first song and then they did bouncy i think bouncy was the second one okay i just yeah bouncy is the first thing that i wrote down but i don't remember maybe bouncy was first Anyway, either way, all of a sudden there were a ton of backup dancers who like came out for bouncy and they were like all wearing. Oh, I thought it was interesting because they were all wearing different outfits, like except they were also wearing a hat and the like hat was supposed to differentiate them. But San was also wearing a hat. So I was Mm -hmm. like, this is just confusing. There's so many people on this stage now. But I also wrote down, is San wearing a hat because of last year's dye job? When his hair was dripping down his face. (laughs) Because now he was wearing a hat. 
And like, I don't know. But if I was him, I certainly would never allow that to happen to me again. Anyway, they also played the CCCV game. Uh, and then they did a segment called Hi, My First, which is something that we didn't get in the Friday night show. Yeah. Um, and this was a look back at the stars beginning uh, up to now. So we got a VCR that it showed like, their first, first KCON, their first, first win, tour. their first world tour, and then uh, their first song. And so they came after the VCR. They performed their debut song. Um, it's called? pirate king yes oh okay bouncy had to have been first because uh i have bouncy and then the debut and then their third song they walk around uh and they just like sang it to the crowd and then they left the stage and like walked up and down the stairs uh like it was an encore stage um and then they did a fourth song and I don't know what the title of it was. I don't but know. I, I have didn't that write they, it down They either. are the first act of the weekend that does four yep. songs, technically five, because they opened the show with Wonderland. Um, so at this point, ATs has the longest set list. And we do always wonder like how they determine what the set lists are. And I will say that the first night seemed to be, like I said, it, they like kind of pushed through it. Like the first night was the shortest concert for sure, mm-hmm. because everybody did two until Timine and he did three and then boom, done. Like the show was done at like 10. Um, and then this no, this night we got out at like 10 30 and then Sunday we got out at like 11. So every <laughs> night the show it got, got a like 30 minutes longer. longer. So then Rain um, came back out for like the final emceeing of the night where everybody comes out behind him. And my only note is that Rain doesn't remember how to speak English or where pauses in sentences go. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, my only note that I skipped is that I wanted to note that all of the fans that were dressed like ATs during the day, like really fucking nailed it. Yeah, it was the they same did. thing as last year where there were people in these like very elaborate piratey seeming costumes and we like talked to a few and they were like oh this is like it's an 80s thing and then this year everyone was in like glamorous future cowboy fringe like so much beautiful fringe and elaborate jackets and crazy hats and like the 80s fans know how to fucking cosplay as 80s like they really nailed it yeah they did for sure Uh, okay one more all right last one Pre-show, again, hosted by Alex. Uh, We had the first performance was a four-member dance cover group whose name I did not write down. It sounded like Valerie or Lori. I don't know. Valerie, I have no idea. I tried so hard. There was not a... I skimmed every single page of our official program. Couldn't Checked all the KCON socials. Could not find out who this dance troupe was. I wanted to find out more about them, but I couldn't. Yeah, they slayed, though. They They were great. Um, Four four girls, I... they did like a medley that was just a dance cover. And the only song that I like recognized well enough to like write down the title was, uh, Everglow done. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Alex came back out and she suddenly had this absurd bouquet, like pinned to the front of her dress. That was definitely not there when she first came out, but whatever she introduced Esna who had been the host of a lot of the meet and greets and the red carpet. Um, and she sang a little Levin. 
And then Just Be came out and they were introduced as a group that wanted to, quote, make music that doesn't change with the time. And I wrote down that they were wearing black and leather with one of the members wearing a super off the shoulder sweater that was stunning in the most perfectly slutty way. And one of them was wearing a skirt. Um, And the song that they did, whose name I did not write down, was cute and crack. was catchy and groovy and i liked it i also didn't write it down but i also thought that oh no wait i do have it down i think okay they did two the first one was called me equals nanan and the second one was called reload okay and the second one was louder than the first that's all i got all right okay then we had surprise stage rise the new sm boy group uh and they were introduced as wanting to show off their own genre of quote emotional pop and they did the same two things that they did on the kcon stage which was the little dance intro and then they spoke to introduce themselves and then they did our memories um and they have such pretty little voices like there there are like multiple vocalists in it and they all sound great choreo goes way harder than it needs to um and i just wrote down like what a fucking way to debut yeah they were i thought that they were so good and i enjoyed i really like i said in the last episode that memory song is really great and i know that there were i'm not we you all know we are not invested and citizens but i know that a lot of people were really excited to see shotaro and sungchan i believe like mm-hmm. finally be something. in a real unit yeah. and like be in something and that they didn't get separated and like whatever yeah. they got very very big cheers when they showed up yeah, on the did. screen and but like it is not a nct unit no like it's just its for own the clarification thing. it's its own thing it does not have anything to do with nct aside from the fact that these two former nct's are in it um but yeah they just seemed like really sweet and sparkly eyed and i just like said to you i think out loud or i thought it to myself like damn like what a like debut Mm -hmm. experience like i know it's not their official debut stage but just like thinking about how like pre-debut shiny would sing at the park and hope yeah. that people walked by and you like know what i was thinking rise of? got to sing at the fucking crypto arena yeah i was thinking that too i don't think that we actually said that but that is exactly what was going through my brain at the same time because i was specifically thinking about this episode of the 17 project where they had to earn their debut stage by going to a park and performing and they had to have at least 75 people stop by like they could like they were just going to be walking by Mm -hmm. and they had to have a total of 75 like they had to catch 75 people's attention and then like this is like they're literally performing in front of tens of thousands of people Uh wild wild but it was cool again cool to have been there and i'll be able to say that i was there and isn't that fun absolutely so then we had the first official performance of the uh main stage concert which was a collaboration stage by everglow and lapilus and they were wearing silver and black outfits but they also had backup dancers so there were just a ton of people on the stage and they did like a cover medley no, it was just Boa's girls on it top. It was only Boa. Yeah, I, it wasn't more than one. No. Oh, okay, fine. Um, but then, but we, it was, but they also, it was weird because they, it was like a very different version yeah. of girls on top. Like it didn't. It took me a second to recognize it. They only sang like 
the chorus and then they cut to i believe chanty from lapalus doing a guitar solo yeah, in the corner she had a of the hot stage pink electric guitar and then the rest of it was just a dance they never mm-hmm. sang more of the song yeah they only did like one chorus at the beginning yeah, yeah, and yeah. then it was the guitar and then just dancing so i think that's why i thought it was a medley yeah 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 um Oops, I just hit the mic. Uh, but anyway, so they came out to to do that, to open everything up. And then Bang Chan came out from the floor and the crowd goes wild. Sorry, I'm raising my hand because I want a quick interruption. When they played, before Bang Chan came out and they played the little intro FaceTime call VCR that they played oh, every right. night of the groups. No, I only wrote it down because Idol came on their part they said hi we're g idol and i felt so vindicated because i've always felt a little bit guilty about calling them g idol because that's like not their name but i knew it would be confusing in an audio only format to just call them idol because like whatever that's that's too generic of a name but that they call themselves g idol in english i was like okay yes yeah yeah yeah. great i I noticed (laughs) that too i didn't write it down but i remember that yeah for sure okay yeah then bang chan and he silenced the crowd no my note says that the crowd will do anything he said incredible because they were (laughs) screaming and going fucking crazy and he just put his finger to his lips and immediately silence silence instant <laughs> silence to the point that he like started laughing because i think he was surprised i wrote every year he gets more powerful yeah for real for real though like too because i feel like last year we said like wow bang Chan has this whole crowd in the palm of his hands but yeah. like holy shit this year he like really really did yeah it's it they'll do anything for him okay first performance of the night we get J O one, which is I have learned this weekend, not pronounced joy. Yeah, we weren't sure. Anyway, they're wearing jeans and colorful jerseys, shirts and jackets, all mismatching, and they do a super fun and cute song that is maybe called Radio Version. Radio Vision. Radio Vision. I like it. Uh, and it's off of their new album. I thought it was so super groovy and fun, and I really enjoyed this yeah, one. Yeah, that one was fun. And then they did a song called Trigger, which was louder, and it started with, like, a Mexican trumpet. Um, and then my note says, these boys are cuties. Oh, ab flash. One of you is slutty. <laughs> I wrote, I missed the ab flash because I was checking Discord. Because I was. I was checking the Discord because, like, everyone was talking about where they were sitting or whatever. And then, like, everyone screamed. And I was like, what? What did I miss? And I guess I missed ab an ab moment. An ab flash. Then we had Lapilus. Uh, and we learned that this group was actually chosen by fans on something called Road to KCON. So mm. I think this must have been some kind of online voting poll um, where fans got to choose between like three or four smaller groups who they wanted to come out. Uh, so they were wearing these like shiny red sparkly outfits that were like boxer inspired. They were like very sporty. And the mm-hmm. I wrote that the red the halloween costume plastic that the costumes were made out of was the shiniest so shiny. material i think i've ever seen yeah 
And one I of them don't was just understand how like it was a so huge reflective. banner that said Lapilus on it, um, which was fun. But they did two songs, What's Next and Hit Ya. Um, and both of them, like, excellent choreo, super fun to watch. They do, like, very athletic, like, the very, like, uh, who's next starts with them, like, in a little pyramid and they, like, jump and, and do a bunch of different stuff. I was very impressed by them. I thought mm-hmm. that they did a great job. It was one of the only things, if you were following, along on instagram it was one of the only things that i like recorded and put on the gram that night because i was like wow they're doing really great and then the rest of the concert got too overwhelming and i like stopped filming things yeah 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 um but then we had two idols come out for the mcs g idols (laughs) i wrote idol on my in my notes and they came out to introduce the special stages one they said was going to be a special debut of a boys subunit and then they introduced a woman named destiny rogers who had i guess become famous on like tiktok because of a dance cover she did of blackpink's lisa um and like she facetimed with lisa at some point we got like a video that like showed them talking or whatever and then she did a she has a song called tomboy so she came out and she sang tomboy and i think this is when you went i was in the bathroom I miss this. Um, but she honestly, this was a pretty awkward stage because one, she was very flat in all of her verses. And two, for some reason, she expected us to know this song. And she kept trying to get us to sing it. Uh And she would be like, y'all know this. I know you can sing it or whatever. Like, I want to hear you sing and like turn the microphone to the audience and like, we did not know mm. that song. Like we not a um. one person around me was singing along and it was just awkward. And she was like, thanks for having me. I'm Destiny Rogers, blah. And like said that she was coming out with new music. I'm finally ready to tell my story. And we were like, who the fuck are you? Anyway, she left. And then we got what we really cared about, which was the boys subunit. So we had Sanu, Hyungjae, Q, Juyeon, and Younghoon. And I believe I the song I wrote Deja Vu question mark because that's what they were saying a bunch. I'd never heard this song before. I don't know if it's on the new album. I don't know if it hasn't come out yet. I don't know if it's somebody else's song. I don't know. I was just fucking freaking out. And my only note was all caps. What a treat. Yeah. My notes (laughs) say two things. One, whatever this is, I love in all caps and two groovy, sexy, smooth, and fun with shocking chorus choreo because the choreography in the chorus has a very silly pelvic thrust where they are basically like fucking in the air and they have like a leg up and it is slutty and and sonu listed it listed his shirt up I didn't have that, but I do know that there are ab flashes later. Yeah, they they (laughs) kept doing that. They kept doing that. So after our little special treat, we got Everglow, who came out with black leather sparkles and lace and cutouts. One of these girls was wearing so little clothing. She was straight up wearing lingerie. She had panties, like not shorts, panties, because there was full butt cheeks out at the back Mm -hmm. with um sheer black tights which after the first song had so many runs so many runs in them and then a like corset top like it was lingerie literal bra and then over it this like leather lace lace up 
corset that laced up the front and the sides with just like so you could just like see her skin it was wild it was, was so like, wow, i was like that's so the most revealing stage outfit i feel like i've seen in a very long and time and definitely the most revealing outfit of the entire yeah, she weekend was, and she 100%. was hundred percent and in her group too she was yeah. like she so was wearing naked so compared much to the other members clothes yeah a hundred percent um but they did they started with their two-day old song which is brand new it's called slay uh, then they did Dunn and La Dida. So they did three songs. La Dida was incredible. It was so great. And I got another like choke up, like, wow, synergy crowd. Because oh, during La Dida, every single person in that stadium screamed, Everglow forever, let's go. Ha! And it was yeah. so great. It was so good. It was so good. I hope that they felt so loved. Yeah. I just really thought that was really neat because, you know, they're a, they're a smaller-ish girl group. And they hadn't put out music in a really long Two time. Years. And- yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So it was very exciting to see them getting so much love. Uh, then I have the two, like two different G idol MCs. Soyeon and Minnie mm-hmm. came out to like give a speech about underprivileged girls going to school and yeah, how it was a CJ, ENM and UNESCO spot. Um, of like them giving money to provide educational opportunities. But it was very awkward because on the screen, they basically had about 15 seconds of B-roll of girls in other countries at their girls' schools. And it just looped for five minutes. And yeah, like, that was wild. Yeah, because the speech was so much longer <laughs> than the clip. So it just kept going over and over and over. And it felt silly. But then we had Itzy. They yes. came up from the center wearing all white Lukes with like one little spot of blue each, like a tie or an armband or a splotch on the pants. And they did three songs, Cake, None of My Business, and Sneakers. Yes. And my note was that like now since I knew that it was the case, I felt like I could tell that Leah's neck was hurt. Mm. She was smiling so much in her like sweet Leah smile, but I could sort of tell that she was like not moving her like upper body as much as the others. And then between songs, she kept running off stage and like saying something to somebody mm-hmm. and i wonder if she was being like get my ice packs ready because yeah. i'm fucking going horizontal as soon as this is over um, yeah there was one point where i think it was yuna who was talking and she was like where's leah <laughs> and leah was like behind them talking to someone she just went i'm here and here and like ran up it was very cute um and they did sneakers kind of like encore style where they just like sang it to the crowd but i did write that cheryong cannot help but do the choreography yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which was very cute yeah, they were great. That was our third. This night was our third time seeing both Itzy and Stray Kids mm-hmm. at KCON. So like, yeah. that's very fun and cool to me. Yeah, absolutely. And then we had the boys and they came up from the center. They were wearing pink, white and denim cool guy casual looks with hoodies and like open button ups and T-shirts. A lot of guns out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think it was Eric who talked about it being the first time, their first time, his first his time performing first time. in L.A. Um, because the last time they went to KCON, he couldn't come. Um, and that he, he'd been and waiting. Their tour. He was on hiatus the entire yeah. time they toured last year. 
So this was his first time. And so he was very excited to be there. Um, And I didn't write what their first song was. Lip gloss. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. That's why. Because I was too busy singing and dancing to it. I love lip gloss so freaking much. They did lip gloss and it was so great. It was so good. And Hyunjae and Eric lifted their shirts up. Yeah. They did. They should have did. reveals. But that was during Thrill Ride. It was? Yes. Okay. I wrote My, the only fucking thing I wrote down in all caps is the boys want me dead. Okay. I, I That's actually all have I, have. I, I have couldn't. Notes. I couldn't. So they did lip gloss first and then they uh, talked and that's when Eric talked about being excited to be here. They played the emoji dance game and they did love shot for which my note is in all caps. What are you going so hard for? Because they went really hard for it. Then we had anti-fragile, dynamite, spicy, and shut down. And Q nailed every single girl group. He was like the only one who came out for the girl group dances. And he knew them all. Then they did Thrill Ride, where my note says, one of these boys has a tattoo. And we realized it was Kevin afterward. Mm-hmm. And then two ab flashes from different members. And then that was it. They only performed two songs. And the bummer that I thought that was a bummer to me was that the whole conceit of the emoji dance game in every night was they would say if we do it then we'll all get ending fairies Mm -hmm. at the end of the next song and the boys succeeded in their dance challenge they did not get ending fairies thrill ride ended and then they blacked out the stage and moved on Mm -hmm. and i was like that's not fair they worked hard for their ending fairies and they didn't get them and And then they were just like gone and i felt like i didn't get to like say goodbye say go- like yeah it ended too fast and i really thought that like i don't know because to me i maybe i just don't gauge popularity properly but like i assumed that the boys were possibly popular enough to have gotten at least one more song like yeah 80s did five so it's just like can yeah. we like spread it out a little bit well, more and i know they had the like unit special stage Mm -hmm. but i don't know well it's also just interesting because of like the order of the lineup too it would make sense if like okay like lapalus only did like one song oh no even they did two but like whatever like so the groups at the beginning do one and then the ones do two and then like uh, itsy right before the boys did three Mm -hmm. so it makes sense for the boys to also do three and then if you're gonna give like the highlight like you know the final act of the night four like okay or Or even like everglow did half of done into la di da so like they did like two and a half Mm -hmm. Anyway, I just wanted more boys because I had never seen them before and I was really excited to see them and everybody was really worried that they weren't even going to make it because they they like hadn't left Korea on Saturday. Because they get there that day, (laughs) which is insane. But whatever, um, especially because we had all those like war- weather warnings. Yeah. But anyway. So anyway, it was good to see them. I love them so much. It was so fun to see them live. I just wish it had been a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. But so then we had the Itsies come out and they introduced the Gen Z stage, which was going to have J O one. So we got a VCR of the members doing this like jump rope challenge um, and like kind of failing. But again, the subtitles were really small, so we couldn't really like understand. But I. I did notice that they were speaking Korean. So I was like, okay, like that's very Mm -hmm. interesting that like they do that. Yes. And so then they, uh, all up on top of members to stop to start i don't know what that means oh 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 they were doing because they did the newest 17 song super um, 
Yes, the like, I love my team, I love my crew, whatever. Uh, but they that starts with Woozy like sitting on the shoulders of the members, and they did that. It was like a full cover with all the choreography and everything. Um, and I did write down that there were a lot of cutouts with a lot of S's um, because JO1 was doing the, like they're the ones that had the like great sweater one shoulder thing. And then some of the shirts were just like zip up shirts, which would like, come more and more unzipped as they were doing this insane choreography yes. and it was just very like oh god what is gonna happen with that zipper um because that zipper was moving it was moving but then we had g don't come out and they were wearing pink white and denim sparkly looks uh and they started out with queen card and then I have that they wrote a, they did a second booty shaker because there was a lot of literal booty shaking in the choreo my bag there we go. Uh, and they did that kind of to the to the crowd, like encore style. Um, and then they finished with Tomboy. Um, my note for Idol is that all five of them were wearing the biggest white sneakers I've ever seen. Like they were already like a big chonky white sneaker, but they had like three and a half inch platforms on them. So when I was like at my seat, like not looking at the screen, just looking at the little them on the stage... They just looked like tiny Barbie dolls with like giant cartoon <laughs> feet. Like the shoes were so large. It was like really setting a silhouette. Yeah. And they um, are tiny. They are tiny. They are so small. And so. I also noted that I think that Soyeon's black hair is like very pretty and a little too powerful. Because she's like yeah. blonde so often. Mm -hmm. that like, I don't know, like her with black hair. I was like, oh my goodness. She does look good with black hair. Absolutely. Then we had the boys come out to introduce the dream stage, which this time had Itzy performing wannabe with their fans. Mm -hmm. And then last but not least, we had Stray Kids to close out the night. Uh, so the screens came down in order to do a center reveal. They and the started... lighting was very like, I feel like the, it was the only time that I really noticed the arena lighting mm. because when they were doing the intro, they had like a blue and red, like like a sirens spot, like oh, searchlight yeah, 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 moment, yeah, yeah, like going all through the crowd, like here come the stray kids. And it was like, True. I don't know. It was very epic. Yeah, it was. It was big. Uh, and it was very exciting. Everybody got on their feet. They like couldn't wait. So they started with S class um, and they were wearing like white denim and black uh, looks that were a little bit wild, to be honest, like the black, the like white lace up boots that looked kind of silly and like. Oh, not like boxer yes but like, i was gonna yeah, say boxers. like boxer boots. yeah 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 um and then like, like me Mino... chan looked like a mortal Kombat character yeah, he almost did. He like was he wearing, was wearing like, like a insane demon <laughs> denim vest and like these tight like high boots Mino had like a half skirt on han's hair was like long and crimpy which looked very good um and hyunjin's hair was also black which i wrote too powerful like that's he has also not had black hair in a while and that was a lot after s class they did the cccv game um where they played like the pose thing with the fans and then they did the hi my first with where they did a look back at their debut so they had the first kcon trophy world tour and then debut song i just need a note for the cccv game which was 
when they were doing the test, like, here's an example before we show people in the audience, like Changbin, you and whoever are like, do a pose. And Changbin decided to flex his giant muscles as oh, yeah. his pose. That was the and first that was pose. so exciting. And for his me. bicep is larger than, than his, his whole face. head. Yeah. His bicep is so big. And he did it with Hyunjin, who was very scrawny and was wearing long <laughs> sleeves. And so when Hyunjin had to do the pose, the look he looked at the camera when he like did his tiny bicep was very deadpan and hilarious. Uh, but anyway, then they did. So they did after the CCCV game. And we got the little VCR of their High My First. And then they did District 9, which is their debut song. And then they did Super Bowl and God's Menu, which with the power of Stray Kids alone got us for real I on our feet. fucking jumped the entire God's yeah. Menu. I did not know that I had any energy left in my body, but they brought it all I didn't know that I had absorbed so much of that choreography that I could like do the feet and the little like arms <laughs> in my in the stands and i like knew what it was but i guess i fucking know what it is the guys we were sitting next to the same people both on saturday and sunday we were sitting in the same seats because they were press seats and we were sitting next to the same people and the guys sitting next to us left before the end both nights and so they were gone by the stray kids set and we were dancing so hard we had moved over like three seats and then we were (laughs) like we like sat down and i was like just fyi we're no longer in our same seats and our purses are not underneath <laughs> us anymore <laughs> just saying it out loud so we remember um and then the last song um which i didn't write down the title but it's the one where they go we don't give up and then everybody else screams fuck isn't that super bowl is it yeah oh but then what did I they think do they did, their last no one? i think that was the last one because they were out in the audience and it was like a whole thing Oh, did they go from District 9 to God's Menu and then Super Bowl? Okay. So that's the one that they did like encore style where they like actually ran off the stage and into the stairs and like had a great time like it was their own concert. I also saw a lot of stays making jokes on TikTok about how apparently at the part where they're not supposed to say fuck han did say fuck or it looked like he lipped it and he was up on the screen and so lots of people were making jokes about how bing chan must have like screamed at him the whole way home for doing that or something i don't know i'm gonna stay i don't know what the floor is but it seemed like that was a problem that he actually said the bad word or something well as ayin has said on stage about that song idols are not allowed to curse (laughs) so that's why the crowd has to say fuck for them i see uh but anyway yeah after that was the last song of the night and then everybody came out for the encore or yeah for the bows and i said let's get the fuck out of here yeah no i couldn't stay for a waving i was like we just gotta go and thankfully as soon as we got outside it was not raining at that moment so it was like get the fuck out of here before the Mm. rain starts and there wasn't even a line to get out of the parking garage we were like the first ones out and it didn't start raining until both of us were home safe and sound and when we woke up at 2 p.m the next day the sun was shining yeah so much for that hurricane we survived the hurricane and we survived three days of concerts i've never i've truly never done anything like that in my entire life like i've never gone to a festival i've never like i have never gone to a concert three nights in a row i ever 
I have. I have gone to like festivals that are like full day, like out in the sun watching people all day for three straight days, but not since I was in like my early 20s. So it has been a good like 10 years since I've done something like that. And all I got to say is thank God that every year we go, we get fucking seats. Yeah, I could, I could not, I could not stand, I could not stand. And I, it was, I think it's very nice that at least, it, like, it seemed like the case all three nights that the thing about a KCON compilation-y concert is it feels like nobody feels pressured to stand the entire time. Yes, absolutely. So there's a lot of up and down, and people might stand for one song and sit for the next one, even if it's the same group. We did that. All the people yeah. around us were doing that, and it's just like kind of nice because you don't have that pressure to be like, I need to stand the entire show. Everyone's just a little up and down. Take a load off if you want yeah. to. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, which is really nice. That is really nice. I, I do appreciate that um but it was very funny to be like the only people's in our section like losing it for rain and like everybody sat down and was just like so who is that guy <laughs> really? we were explaining everything you know to everybody yeah we really were but that's our the whole concept of our show so it was fitting yeah <laughs> um all right that's it there is three nights of concert recap for you i hope that that was interesting to you in some way and all of the professional nice mnet videos of all of this are up already mm -hmm. so go check them out for yourself if any of them sound interesting they already have the nice professionally filmed versions available for you to watch and uh i'll end that here and then we'll both sleep for a couple of more days because we still really need to recover from this. absolutely um yeah that's it no random game this is just an extra bonus addendum to the, all the kcon stuff so we're gonna go from here you know how to find us if you're listening to this you know the deal um yeah we'll be back next week with a regular episode love you goodbye Bye. jong yan you're our inspiration Bye.